This is The 20 with DJ Spider, presented by BeatSource. We are back. What is up, my Beat Sorcerers? How you guys feeling? It is so good to be back with you again. The 20 Podcast, back in effect. You know, we took a little break, a little summer hiatus, a little summer vacation uh, to have some insane experiences. Uh, like, I got to do a live show with Travis Barker and Machine Gun Kelly in New York City. Uh, I got to play some gigs in Paris, France, in Cannes, in the south of France. This insane week I spent down there. Um, I played an amazing event for the Ninja Turtles movie recently. Um, a lot of insane, crazy things that I got to do that hopefully I will be able to dedicate a whole episode to soon and share all those stories with you guys. Um, but you can rest assured that we are back again on our weekly episode schedule. And we're back better than ever. So uh, thank you guys for tuning in and giving us that little break. Um, as you know, you're listening to The 20 Podcast, brought to you by the amazing website and music service, BeatSource. Make sure you check out BeatSource Link, which is where you can use uh, playlists we've created and basically use the cloud to stream songs so it's incredible you can learn more from our other podcasts or from our website but beat source link you're able to dj on and off the cloud and dj all these songs off there i've been using it and it's growing in popularity you guys will love it go check it out we've got all our playlists made by djs for you guys uh, for any occasion beat source link and thank you to beat source and dj city for letting us do this every week um, thank you for tuning in, you guys, the Beat Sorcerers. I am your host, DJ Spider. DJ Spider. Right. Check my website or my Instagram for upcoming gigs. I'm at Floor Room in LA weekly. I'm at Vegas monthly, uh, Tau and Marquee and a bunch of other places. Got a ton of other shows mixed in at all times. Uh, this weekend I'm going to Austin, New Jersey, New York, and got a ton of stuff coming up. So check check all that. Uh, the actor and writer strike in LA and all over the country is in full swing. So that has shut down most of my Hollywood events. Um, with that I usually do like the movie premieres, TV show premieres, award shows and all that um, but you know shout to the actors and writers we want them to get their way we want them to get what's fair so hopefully that gets all worked out soon um, but enough about me and my crazy life we are here to talk about the guests we've got some incredible guests lined up uh, week after week coming up and we are kicking it off with someone that I think you will learn a lot from and hopefully you'll be inspired by as much as I was. He's originally a DJ from Miami, coming up under people like Armin Van Helden, A-Track, Todd Terry, and the like. Um, he lived in New York City after that, and then finally in LA, where he is an A&R for Atlantic Records. He recently helped put together a track for Ty Dolla Sign called Motion, um, which is incredible. I've been playing it. Um, he's a co-writer on the new song, from Tale of Us. Um, but besides that, he's been part of hundreds of releases over the years. He's helped put together huge soundtracks for things like Fast and Furious. He's hired many DJs and producers to remix tracks. Um, and he truly understands the connection between being a DJ, producer, and an A&R, which I don't know if uh, all of you or me or anybody out there totally understand. So I think this will be really useful for you guys to listen to it if that's what you're interested in. Um, this episode... 
he drops endless gems on how you can make moves in the music business. You can further your career in various ways as a DJ, as a producer, as an A&R, and all these different things. It's, it's great. So I learned a lot talking to him. I think you will too. Please welcome to the show, Bailey Small. Thank you for being here. Of course, man. Welcome to the 20 Podcast. Uh, We got Bailey Small in the house. Make some noise. (sighs) We got cheering from over here. The air horn. We got it. It's happening. It's post-production. It's going on. Yeah, we got full Hollywood Bowl cheering going on right now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so you are special. (laughs) Um, but yes, thank you for coming. Thank you for being here. You know, we've been talking about this for For a a hot minute and, um, I'm glad to finally have you. Also, we haven't done a podcast for a couple months, so I think it's a good, uh, welcome back. Help you kick it it back off. Thank you. Thank you. I think we got some interesting stuff to talk about and um i'm sure a lot of you know a lot of people know you and you know a lot of people in the industry and then there's probably a lot of people that listen that will be don't know you and will be uh, interested like, who in the fuck is this guy who is this guy yeah, yeah. you know <laughs> mr small i did google bailey small and there's like some rodeo guy that comes up uh <laughs> I'm trying to get them to wipe his that, resume was pretty amazing. Damn. It was like bronc riding, like not even bronco, just said bronc. Like it had all these, you that's know, me cattle tie down. Just, it almost looked like you when it was a tiny got, picture. <laughs> but he had this hat on. You could maybe be him for Halloween, but he maybe, was blonde. Maybe that'll be my retirement plan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you I could like switch it. places with him one day. See if he could do your job. He the way country's going these days, you don't, you never know. <laughs> Yo, that's true. Actually, he might really be tapped crazy. into the the music that you need to, to know about. <laughs> I had to Google that. That's so funny. Yeah, Bailey Small, he's out there. No uh, there was way. a couple more, but he was the top. Uh, yeah, well, I rodeo. can't compete with that guy. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you can't. I mean, I want to see him on a you know one of those bulls, the mechanical bulls. Yes, he might. Maybe we'll do a collab. Yeah, bring him out session. to Saddle Ranch, have a mating. You I know, like it. some I music. Like it. I like it. We'll make um, him a star. So for people that don't know, you know, I'm going to give you an intro in the beginning and they'll hear it. But, you know, do you want to describe kind of what what you do now? You know, I, I and then we'll talk about your past getting sure. into it. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm an A&R at Atlantic now. Um, right. I do everything from setting up sessions, finding songs, uh, commissioning remixes, which is how I got started. Right. Uh, yeah. When I first the, met you, you were sort game. of, yeah. Yeah. Plugging people in, hiring exactly. the right people to do the remix for the right artist. Hey, Charlie Puth has his new song out. We need a remix. Right. Uh, Bailey, who should we get? Yeah. How much should it cost? Can you reach out to them? Can you, you know, everything from the, the business of it to making sure it sounds right, making sure it's, yeah. you know, not a 10 minute, you know, German techno <laughs> odyssey as much as we love those. We also need yes. you know, something for, for guys like you to play. And, and, right. um, and I think that was a big part of how I got into that was like being a DJ myself, knowing yeah. DJs and knowing how important it is to like have DJs have versions of pop songs that they could play. Right. Yeah. That makes sense. But yeah, that's what I do now um, is, is a and R over at Atlantic. Also some producing, um, which is, another part of my background and some DJing. Nice. Yeah. Nice. That's, that's amazing. And I think that, you know, it's for some DJs, it's somewhat of a natural progression to be able to get into the A&R thing because just of how your brain works, you know, and how you listen to music and analyze it already, you're probably doing A&R things before you realize you're doing A&R things. 100%. And I think A&R is a, 
mysterious title also to some DJs. It's and, very broad. And yes. there's a lot of different types of A&Rs. Exactly. Too. Right. So, and what would that be? Like, how would you describe the different types? I mean, there's, there's A&Rs who are like, just know everybody and, are, right. you know, more maybe dot connectors. And make connections. Make connections. Okay. A&Rs who are, um, I mean, that's a big part of it, no matter what. Right. All of it, a good A&R probably has an element of all of that. Sure. I know you're that kind of person. Like, you're always at cool events. You know uh, the right cool people. You're always up on all kinds of music. You know, you, yeah. you're in sessions and that's super important. knowing people, um, you know, there's A&Rs who are just great at getting deals done who are great at like, uh, right. you know, Oh, so-and-so is coming out of their deal. And, and I talked to this lawyer and they just know, and they're, they're really good at, at bringing stuff into the company. There's A&Rs who are great with, you know, song finding and creation. Um, right. But like you said, it's, you got to have a little bit of everything because you're really just responsible for the whole, yeah, the whole run of everything from even, you know, knowing how to market an artist and knowing right. how to, how to, you know, like keep the, keep the gate on, uh, on, is this right for, you know, should the artist be doing this? Is this the right kind of song? Is this the right, video is this the right you know partnership look or whatever right. it might be so there's there's a lot of different types of you know of a and r's and a lot of different things in the skill set but for me it's music and production and and um you know all of that first right and, and i'm in the studio most of the time nice yeah in a way you have to be a visionary in certain ways and and somewhat of a creative director right because you have so many different balls in the air you're, you're juggling stuff and you are creating the vision for the artist of who how they will be perceived you yeah. know you got to be like the fans eye and ear kind right. of and so that's like kind of that's interesting i like the rick rubin mentality of like just being the guy in the room the you know the guy on the couch who's yeah. like you got to disconnect because it's easy to be in a session or in with an artist and get caught up and like, Oh, this is so sick. I'm here. And yeah. And whatever is playing, you're like, Oh, this is amazing. Right. But you got to like kind of pull yourself out of all that and be like, if I was just Joe on the street and I heard this, would I be excited about this? Right. Um, And you know, that's really, really important. And sometimes you got to be able to tap into that in a room of 10 people who are all like, jumping off the walls and like this is the best thing we've all ever heard and you right. gotta be the guy who's like well actually it is it and, yeah you know maybe it's maybe we gotta go further right um so so there's that part of it um jimmy Iveen talks about i produce the producers um which i think is a is a useful saying towards like what yeah. does an a&r do it's like i'm putting four producers into rooms and then i'm telling them hey this is, these are our goals. This is kind of what stuff needs to sound like. This is kind of, you know, where we want to go, try flipping this sample and then, and then they go and do it. Um, right. So it's like a, yeah, it's like executive production yeah. and, uh, you know, all that role. That yeah. And you have to sort of be able to make a decision and stick by it, not knowing if it's right or wrong. There is For no right sure. or wrong, but that, it's sort of, by the way, that's huge. And that's like, that's something you learn after a while because yeah. when I was early on, like I would bring things that I felt I was like, Oh, this is, I love this. Like this is special, whatever. Yeah. 
and people who were more experienced than me or that I, you know, were my boss or whatever, were like, yeah. oh, I don't know, like, nah. And, and so me being young and new, I was like, oh, they, okay, well, they don't like it, so they know, so I'm wrong, and they're right, and I would just leave it. Right. And some of those things became big right. records or big artists, and I kicked myself because I was like, Damn, I should have. If you would have stuck that. by your conviction yeah. or your decision or your gut feeling, exactly, maybe it could have been different. So now I'm very much like, I'll fight for things. Right, go with my gut. You know, if someone, I mean, if someone doesn't connect with something, then I always want to hear why and and hear their side of it. But um, I used to just be like, oh, so and so doesn't like it, right? Like, so I guess like I'm like I don't yeah. know what I'm talking about. Well, of whatever, course, yeah. and music is so like I don't so know the subjective. word. Amb- it's subjective and ambiguous. Like you don't, there is no right answer. No, you know exactly. Um, and there is no psychic process that be- otherwise everyone would just have a hit song. You know, and as much everyone's like, oh, AI is going to make it. Like no, there's still going to always be these X factors. Yeah, and I think that's something I've noticed in good A and R's is that conviction. You know, and 100%. and also just not. I think a lot of music people that are creative have that thing inside of them that they don't want to fail or they're worried about looking like they're wrong. So then they don't put themselves out there, but you have to be willing to put yourself up on the thing, give your full conviction, right? And then be willing to let it fail and not do well and then accept the consequences. Or if it does do well, then you were there behind it. You got to take swings, you know? Yeah. And, And early on in my career, like I was saying, I was, uh, maybe not scared to take swings, but I was just like, I was learning and I, yeah. I, I was like, you know, and coming from being purely a creative, definitely still had that thing of like, oh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to miss. I don't want to be wrong. Da, da, da. Exactly. Yeah. Now I'm like, throw it out there. Go, right. go. Especially with remixes. I mean, because there's so much volume with doing remixes, I've probably been a part of 150, 200. Wow releases at least in in my career and i would you know a lot of them came and went some of them were nominated for grammys so it's like right and And at the end of the day does anyone talk about the ones that didn't do well i mean not in like a the only time it would ever get brought up is someone like yo i love that one thing i wish it had gotten right like people aren't gonna but no one ever focuses on like oh you messed up you're an idiot you know what i mean but if (laughs) they find the good one they're like i can't believe you did that one good thing out of 150 people remember you for the one right the thing and it's just like so you got to take the shots you gotta take the swings and i think that applies to to almost everything it does yeah. yeah oh that's so interesting and then when you were saying like produce the producer and be in the room of 10 people that are all so hype on this song, like, but you know, something needs to be changed or being sent something maybe by someone that you like and you believe in, and you know, they could do something good, but maybe it's not what you thought. Like, how do you give feedback that's constructive? Um, or how do you give feedback on something you don't like? Like, I feel like sometimes when I don't like something, my gut feeling is to, avoid the person or like i just i'm like i don't even know what to say because i don't want to i got nothing positive to say and i try to get into a zone of being able to give them constructive but like you have to do that right like how sure how do you give them constructive feedback on something you don't like or give feedback on something that someone sends in that you don't think is good i mean it's a big you know it's a big part of the job and it's something that that i've worked on a lot um 
And I think the number one thing is like, you know, don't, don't go further than you have to go uh, in terms of like, you know, don't, you're saying. Yeah, don't like shit on what they're, <laughs> what they're doing. Just, right. you know, um, just having, I think coming from an authentic place and, and, you right. know, being really real with people goes a long way, but you know, you got like, I always try to look for something either positive or something that I'm like, you could work on this and you could get there. Um, you know, sometimes it's, it's just like, I mean, also there's intermediaries. So like maybe a manager that I like will send me something. The manager's not the artist. So like, right. because of that, you it's can easier be a little to more be like, the bad hey, guy. Like this isn't quite it. Thanks. Please send me more. The amount of like, I, a couple of things, I'd make it a priority to listen to everything that hits my inbox. People text me stuff. People, I mean, DM is a little bit shady, but I tr even even <laughs> DM like I'll try to at least like go to your profile and like listen right. to something because you never know. And I've been that guy sending my stuff everywhere, and right. and it's like I think people deserve an opportunity to be heard, but then you gotta you gotta be open to like I might not this might not be it, and you have right. to realize that that person that you're sending your stuff to is getting a million things. Right. And you're, and you have to like, it's got to speak for itself, the product, the relationship, how cool you think you are, whatever. Yeah. None of that's going to do anything. So, so anyway, I think, um, to like more precisely answer your question, like when I'm in a room with people and it's kind of like DJing, like, you know, when you play a song and yeah. you just, you just have that feeling where yeah. you're like, even if you thought when you were setting your thing up, you were like, oh, this one's going to, and you play it in a room and you're just like that little thing inside you is like, it's not, this is not working. I, I can't, I got to mix out of this yes, quick. Of and course. You know that feeling. And, or the other side of that feeling where you're like, yo, this is connecting. Like this is like, yeah. this is going in my like certified bombs folder. I yep. love this. Um, and so I think it's being in touch with that thing and not letting, you know, how people are feeling sway you one way or another. And then it's like, again, being encouraging, Hey, maybe we should try another idea. Hey, maybe, you know, um, you know, I, and I like to encourage people in sessions to like do lots of ideas because yeah. a lot of times in sessions, you got people working together that don't normally get together. Yeah. And it's like, people get hung up and spend eight hours on one song Right. where I'm like, you guys could do five ideas. Yeah. And, and, and we, and one of them, statistically will be really good yeah versus if you try the one unless you just nail it for which happens but you know right but it's more rare it's more rare it's more like usually the second or third idea you know people get warmed up and and then yeah. it's less pressure of like oh my god i'm i'm in this studio and da 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 and if I don't do this now, like it's, you know, yeah. people get into that Eminem, you know, the lose yourself yeah, one and shot, like, <laughs> the one shot. It's like, it's not like that. Just right. be light and, and have fun and, and make something that, that you feel good about and, and keep it moving. Yeah. You know? So yeah. anyway, so yeah. in in a room with people, it's like maybe suggesting alternatives, maybe just, you know, saying, Oh, I'm not sure or whatever. And then when people send stuff, it's like, there could be so many reasons for it to not work. They might send me something that I think is great, but I just don't have the right artist for it. Um, right. So a lot of times it's like, Hey, this is cool, but it's not a fit. And, uh, or it's like, you know, again, I try to be like, Hey, like I love the, 
the production on this, but the melody needs work. The lyric needs it. This maybe you could say that with this, but I also will go in on stuff with people of like, if I hear a little nugget of something, I'll go in and be like, let's get on the phone and like, let's, let's make this lyric better. And let's take this from, you know, 60 to a hundred. Yeah. And we might have something here. So I really like to get involved with the process because a lot of times it just takes people being coached and pushed a little bit further. Oh, that's super interesting. And it's important for people to be consistent and uh, keep going. Right. I mean, like you said, a lot of times might go, that's not for me. That's not it. And I think that's probably at the point where 50% or more of people just quit or never write you again. Or like I was listening to someone talk today and they're like, yeah, well I made that EP, you know, 10 years ago and nothing happened. And I'm like, well, you got to do another one. Do 10, do them every, all the time, you know, or keep doing stuff, you know, because people also see the consistency that you just did the one thing and that's it, you know? And they're like, Oh, well people ask me why I don't do music anymore. And it's cause nobody, you know, paid attention to that. And I'm like, well, Everyone else is doing a million things on earth. Like you said, we're all being sent a million things. I can't even keep track of the most famous people sending me, you know, things like let alone just my friend's random remix EP or whatever it is. So um, I think that's something I struggle with too. Like I'd be, I'd send it out. They'd be like, we don't like it. I go, oh, should I send him something else? But you have to just keep it pushing if if that's what you want to do. For sure. And I try to make it a point every no to say, like, but the door's open and right. keep, and thanks for sending it and send me more stuff. Right. Um, because again, I've been on the other side of that and I've been with that thing of like, you put your heart and soul into something and someone's yeah. just like, no. And maybe you don't realize that like, it's not a no to you forever. It's just to that one thing. Right. So I try to communicate to people like the door's open, send me more. And I've had people send me a million no's. But because they keep sending and right. and we keep the door open, then we get something. Right, right. And you do things like I just saw you post on your Instagram a writing camp that you um, yep. just put together and were part of yep. on the East I Coast. S- I set up a writing camp for um, some of the the best kids at Berkeley. Oh, um, okay. That's why it was in Massachusetts. It was in Massachusetts. I uh, I connected with this, this amazing professor from a class called... Um, writing for the hot 100 so it's all these oh that's so cool insanely talented berkeley kids who wow who are have ambitions to do be artists or right be pop songwriters because a lot you know there's berkeley is like a huge place and it can be a big resource but it's also could be tough to navigate as an a and r where like you want pop and a certain level of ambition yeah there's people that just want to play jazz drums you know and that's their whole life and then they'll become a film editor or something so i always wanted to do this camp i had just this idea to do it and uh and then i connected with with uh this guy ben camp who's fantastic um actually through a writer friend of mine ben samama who's like one of the best new writers right now um and yeah i just like i spent like basically a whole semester of these kids class. Like I would pop in on zoom and they would send me their demos. And I kind of just like went with the kids who, who I thought were really, really promising and had them up to a big house and hosted. And we wrote three days worth of music and it was, it was a incredible experience and going to do it again next year. And I really like, 
stuff like that's super important to me. That's like, so cool. Let's find the next generation. Let's help them out. Right. Um, and it's a good resource. Like same, I was in New York and my friend is a teacher at the Clive Davis um, yeah. school. And he's like, you want to come with me to the graduation? I was like, what am I going to do? He's like, no, trust me, just come. And we went meet somebody. and we saw every graduate do their final project in a way, which was their song. Yeah. And it was incredible. And some of these people maybe won't be, you know, big famous people. And some of them will, you know. And it was so cool just to see all of their visions. And, to, you know, students are just on a different level now even yeah. than before because with access to the Internet and being so connected, it's like they're just so far beyond what past students could have been, I th- feel like, at these schools, you yeah, know. for sure. And And every year, whether it's Clive Davis or Berkeley or – you know, the, the Syracuse program, I mean, that's right. more the business, but I mean, every year one or two or three kids come out of these that like, yeah, have an impact. Yeah. He was like, Maggie Rogers was in this program, mm-hmm. you know? And he's like, look at her now. I'm like, yeah. Oh my God. And like different people like that. All so. kinds of stuff like that. I think Madison love was in that. I mean, I went to NYU. I didn't go to Clive Davis. Um, not putting myself in that <laughs> category, but you know, like people go to these schools and then they, they move on to make an yeah. impact. So anyway, so yeah, I do stuff like that. I do writing camps um, that are a little more like uh, professional in terms of at Atlantic Studios with um, writers and producers who are maybe more established. And that's a big part of, of what I do is just like, I'll literally be like with a hundred names and like so-and-so would be great with so-and-so. And, and I really enjoy introducing people that have never met that I'm like, Oh, these two are going to like, yeah. And when a, when a connection like that happens and then like two people end up, you know, you put them in, yeah. in a room together like for a the first maker. time. Yeah. It's like a matchmaker. <laughs> like love, but like yeah, and, for I mean, music, it, it kind of is so similar. Yeah. And they're, and then they're compatible. And then next thing you know, they're, they're writing great, like great songs together all the time. Yeah. Like that's, so you can't cool. really, you know, there's nothing like that. And, uh, and so I, I really, um, that's a big part of everything to me. And that's why I love meeting new people and new writers. And like, I just try to keep an open door and an open mind, open ear to like, right. Send me stuff. Like you're, you know, if someone is like passionate enough about their work to be like, yo, I do this. I'm like, cool. Send me music. Like send me music, send me music. Like I love hearing new shit, meeting, you should meet that person, this person, that person. Sometimes nothing comes out of it for me. Right. But just to see, you know, a new connection formed is, is, uh, right. That's meaningful enough. Yeah. That's, that's super cool. Um, and like how, you know, you said that you started, um, doing the remix side of things. How did you even get into that? So always, DJing was like the thing. I grew up in Miami. It right. Was so, like, so you're you're from Miami. I'm from Miami. You went to college in New York. I went to college, in and New York. you live here. So you've been in all sections I've, of the. I've done the music and United States yes, DJ yes, uh, market. Yes. All the different types of people. The major markets are right. All, all oh, covered. that's cool. Yeah. And and when, so so I guess to go back before even the job part, like growing up in Miami, would you were you DJing there at all? Yeah. So like the as you know, Miami the club culture, even back then. Yeah. Everywhere. I mean, it's, it's just, yeah, it's huge. part of it, you know, so one of the most international parts of the United States and make you feel like you're in another country. Totally. People stay up till the sun comes up. And my best friends were, you know, Colombian and, 
and Venezuelan and, and I mean, or Swedish and French because it's like yeah. people from everywhere. Right. So anyway, because club culture was so just in our minds, yeah. like as kids, I'm talking about like seventh, eighth grade, we were like someone was having a party at their house. Wow. And it was like, well, we got to have a DJ. Like it was, it, we didn't even think about it. And that, that was strange. It was like, okay, we have to have a DJ. <laughs> I basically like, you know, became that guy, like bugged my parents to buy me stuff, uh, saved up money in summer jobs, bought like a big sound system. And, and I right. used to roll around to like, you know, like I just got the word out and, and like older, you know, high school kids like, Oh, their parents are leaving town. They're throwing a party. And I would get a call like, yo, like, you got the sound system and you did the, the yeah. thing like come DJ and my Amazing. dad would, would drive me to these things. And like he had this little pickup truck and we would throw all the stuff in the back and like five of my friends and we would all just jump in and pull up to these houses and like unload. And this was like, I was playing records. I was playing vinyl. I'm bringing two turntables. I'm bringing crates of vinyl. I'm bringing lights. I was wow. off my rocker. Full service. Full service. <laughs> like, we had a guy stand at the door, like, you know, someone's big cousin, like, yo, like five bucks for girls, 10 bucks for guys, like <laughs> walking home with like a lot of cash some nights. Wow. It was crazy. So that, that, and then, but also it was like, I had a little space. I was making mixes. Um, I was also playing guitar and like kind of just figuring out like the cool side of music. Yeah. And, and then, um, through that, you know, gained a little reputation uh, started playing at these all ages nights they used to do okay. over there, which was like this guy would rent out a club and basically they would, they'd buy the whole club out, take all the alcohol out of the building and sell tickets to kids under 21. And they would pack the club out and make money. And it was crazy. So I used to DJ those and like, those were at space. Those were at like, really? They would rent I out those kind of places? when I was like 16. <laughs> oh my God. Um, multiple times because those were you know it was it was a little more like it wasn't as um miami and and the club culture thing it was it was more un, not underground but it wasn't like yeah today's space is like it's like disneyland you know right it's like so commercial yeah but even 10 15 years ago it was it wasn't it, it was, was the underground spot the yes, late night the yes. till the morning spot type 24 thing. hour liquor you know all that crazy stuff and but it was not like it was a little bit like I don't know. You wouldn't come to Miami to go to space. Right. The way like you do now. do now. Yeah. yeah. So I DJ at these clubs and, and then just kind of through high school, I, someone like hooked me up with some production software and I was like, Oh, like DJing is kind of like making beats. And that's kind of right. like, you know, you just learn how it all connects. Started making, making tracks. Um, and just wound up at NYU, went to New York um, early in my time there, I met like all these great DJs. I met, um, Armand Van Helden, who's like one of my best friends. Uh, oh, that's so cool. I know I saw a bunch of posts that you have with him on yeah, Instagram yeah. and we're then super you were tight me, and he was so cool. He like, I mean, he's legend of he's legends, legend. you know? And I mean, he has such a one of a kind brain towards music. I mean, and he just... would be like, yo, come through. And I would just like go up to his place and he would just like show me hours of like old obscure music videos and the education Dude, that's I got there priceless like insane, amazing insane. yeah so so that and you know like his taste is like impeccable incredible. you know just amazing and it would be stuff like you know i would i would come up and he would be like 
yo, I just made this thing, me and A-Track, like, check this out. Like, what do you think about this? And it was like Big Bad Wolf. Right. And I was just like, yo, like, I'm. I'm You're like, and that's going to be that's huge. That's good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, like I was DJing and I was, I, you know, got myself in the scene there and doing gigs and this place and that place. And um, you kind of, I mean, you, you, I'm sure you were around and remember that kind of like late 2000s, like you know like ended around 2012 like webster hall boys and girls and like yeah there, there was just like a circuit and a thing it was like blog house and yeah of course electro and steve aoki and a track uh, you know um I was was like uh you know grew grew familiar with him and and we became friends um and just nice. all that and like but i looked up to these guys like yeah before course. i ever got there i was like in high school like watching youtube videos of them and all that shit. right so Anyway, just to move it along, like did the New York thing, was producing, was DJing, um, ended up meeting um, some great people from Atlantic. Um, oh, okay. First of which was John McMahon, uh, who is a VP of radio promotions, who's like best friends with Armand. So Armand, Armand just opened a lot of doors for me and would yeah. like, kind of be like, he was like, he would open a door and be like, so like, let's see what you're going to do with this. And right. so John and I became super tight and he would commission me to do remixes for oh, okay. Atlantic. So like I remixed a Bruno Mars song and I, re you know, all these, like they would need a, like a radio, like a rhythm mix. Right. And I would do it. So that kind of like got me into the remix world. And then just as a DJ, um, I just knew a ton of other DJs yeah. and, and, uh, and then basically I moved back to Miami. I was like, um, DJing a bunch of places there and, and had like a little studio and I started as like a side hustle. People would hit me up, be like, yo, can you do a remix for this? And also we want to do a remix pack, but we don't know how to do it. We don't know where to start. We don't know any DJs. We don't know how much it should cost. Just here's a song. Here's five grand bring us back three remixes or four right. remixes, whatever. Okay. So I would call all my friends and I'd be like, yo, do you want to remix Jason Derulo? Do you want to remix da, 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 whatever? Yeah. And, um, did that kind of like freelance for a little while for different executives and managers and whatever. And then, um, and then Mike Karen, I basically heard through like Instagram that he was looking and I like looked up to Mike from afar of like, yeah, of course man had a... told me like, yo, you got to know about this guy, Mike Karen. Like, yeah. He's, he's like, he's who you should like try and be like him. Right. And so I'm, you know, I'm like, I'm like looking at what Mike's doing. And then I find out that he wants a remix A and R oh, to wow. do exactly what I'm, I'm already doing this. Like it's literally your job that you're just doing I'm just without doing working at like, a company. I'm just that guy. Yeah. Like, that's just what and I'm Mike, doing. And Mike, I mean, if people don't know who he is, look him up, you know, yeah. legend in the game, legend, boss, legend. you know, and genius, really smart guy. Like, yeah, just musical and you know musical. could go on forever look yeah. look him up look but him i mean because we could do a incredible. whole other podcast about yeah and a lot of the stuff i was talking about before of like you know um developing a song and taking a small element and building it into something i got a lot of this stuff from mike because what right. mike is so good at is taking a producer's skill set and an a and r skill set and taking the right things because there's some things as an a and r 
that you shouldn't do that a producer should do, but then there's some things that make you a stronger A and R. And I learned a lot of that from Mike of like, I was just a producer. I was super raw. Right. Like what? Like what kind of? Like, like identifying a, a melody or identifying a small part of a song and, you know, and, and then getting in touch with whoever did that and kind of guiding them in the right direction of like, Hey, maybe like, let's take this, you know, these four bars and, um, you know, let's try and say something different or let's speed it up or let's, you know, let's, uh, try instead of this ballad production, let's make it a dance song or, right. or, I mean, Mike will, Mike was just so outside of the box with his, his approach and his thinking and like his ideas and his notes were always so on point. He would be, he would be like, it could be anything. He would be like, yo, I think you should take like those two words out of that line and you would do it. And it would just be like, Oh, like that's, you were right. That's what it needed. <laughs> yeah. Um, and also Mike is a DJ. He's a DJ. <laughs> I mean, so a real deal DJ. Mike I've been Karen. to his house with all the yep. records everywhere, yep. you know, Mike DJ, uh, Craig Kalman, who I work for now, who also people should look up if they don't know about him. Cause right. he's like, legendary music business, A&R, record executive, um, started Big Beat in his parents' apartment when he wow. was like oh, I didn't 18 realize that. Yeah. or 19. Amazing. Uh, now is the the CEO of, of Atlantic, heads up all of our A&R, and like DJ. By the way, biggest record collection in the United States. Like Really? Yeah. Craig has warehouses of vinyl, and, and he's God. like, he's such a music guy, like, it's just so cool to see somebody in his position who's just like, well, let me hear the music. Let me like, what does it right. sound like? Like, do like I- he's the boss of this massive record label that puts out every genre and ma- super mainstream and massive like, hits. It's a great music, but he loves music. Comes from DJing, yes. probably knows the most obscure records, songs, 100%. samples, and everything. Hundred percent loves and loves yeah. the idea of flipping samples and gets you know. I mean, just today we had an amazing conversation about. Uh, a sample flip that I'm working on where he like, you know, he heard the, the initial idea that I put together for him and he was like, Oh shit. Like go, like go get this. Like yeah. he went like electric, you know? Oh yeah. So, um, right. anyway, he loves music. It's he like, loves music. he's through. a DJ. He and that's the DJ. thing. I mean, yeah. And also shout to miles beard, you miles know, beard, DJ, a, a ama- you know, I met you through him, I think. And yeah, he's our first guest on this podcast ever, yes. but, uh, amazing and, A&R, but amazing DJ yeah. first off, you know, and, and, and the two are so linked. And I think people need to know that. And like miles yeah. would, I saw Miles. I sat with miles while he would like take a vocal from a song he was working on. And like, he would on his Serato do like mashups with different references yeah. to see which way he should go with the production. And it was like, I mean, I just, I loved every second of that. Yeah. And, and Miles can like scratch and like, he's crazy on the decks. He's really yeah, good. I know. So I tried so, to get him to DJ a couple times in the past couple of years. He's like, no, yeah, I'm like, come yeah, on, yeah, just yeah. come play with me. <laughs> <laughs> he dude, let me know if you get him out to spend tight. But anyway, so, just all that to say, like, yeah, Mike, DJ, Craig, DJ, Miles, DJ. I mean, yeah. Oh, and you know, people beyond the, these are people in kind of our small, right? You know, our and not like orbit. it's crucial, but I think it really plays a huge role into yeah. being good at that for sure. Job. You can be a great A and R without being a DJ, but I think yes. more DJs should think of themselves as 
potential right. A&Rs. And you know? realize they're doing some of those jobs already for free, like you were yeah. just telling me, right? Exactly. So so you were doing that. You end up meeting Mike, finding out that, he, or, or hearing about Mike, that yep. he needs someone to do exactly what you're doing already so, on, as a side project. Exactly. So get in touch with Mike. Um, you know, was lucky to have the connections at Atlantic already through the work I had already done to where I could make a phone call and be like, hey, like, Mike's looking for this kind of thing. Like, I think it should be me. And um, yeah. get in touch with Mike, do a couple of of, uh, of freelance, like, you know, not spec, but consultant projects for him. Yeah. And then, they, you know, he called me uh, and was like, I think, like, this is going well. Like, come move out to L.A. So I moved to L.A. and and uh, and that's really where... And when I moved to LA, I like thought I knew what I was doing, but yeah. in retrospect, now I was like, I was right. Not. <laughs> I was like, I had a lot to learn, and I learned quick. And and yeah. you know, from there, it was, um, it was just like started doing remixes for, and the APG roster was insane. It was Charlie Puth, and it was Bozzy. I mean, Bozzy's first big hit. I was a part of a lot of these big breakout hits for people who went on to become big artists yeah. as the the person who got the remixes. So Bozzy Mind did the remixes for that. Shout out to Tazita, who's one of the best ears and just I don't know, Tazita Makuria, who's like amazing A&R. Yeah. Um, and she signed Bozzy and her and I worked together on a lot of stuff. Um, and Ava Max, right. Sweet But Psycho. And like, I was in the trenches with Ava Max, like, Cause at a certain point I kind of became like the, like the Swiss army knife at APG of like, Oh, you need a dance video done. I'll do I'll, I was just like hungry and trying to fill in any role. Yeah. So I'm working with Ava and Mike held on to, he was so, and it was like a PhD in like breaking an artist. And like, he had this song that he knew was a hit, but he was like, I'm going to hold this song for like nine months, put out other stuff, build. And then, and it just worked exactly oh, that's interesting. Like, how don't he, be too impatient with the putting out the song you know will be a hit because if there's no foundation underneath exactly. it it may not become the hit that exactly. you think it will be and and that's that's what happened and it was um i mean it was unbelievable to see that and and it was kind of funny because i was like you know i was working on it but we had had it for a long time and it was sort of maybe a little bit on on not the back burner but i was just yeah. like i didn't know quite when the song was coming out and then all of a sudden it started to move really quickly and it was like, okay, we need like amazing remix for this right now. And right. so I went, did something quick, got, uh, my buddy Morgan page, who's unbelievable producer. Oh, so good. He was on the podcast too. Super cool. <laughs> yeah. He's great. So he did the remix we did together and, and uh, I think it's one of his biggest releases ever, which is crazy to me. Cause I, well, I was like in eighth grade listening to longest road. Like, Oh yeah. Oh my God, Morgan page is the shit, you know? Yeah. Um, he's so cool. Great guy. Great guy. Su- super talented. Great very producer. smart. Yeah. Great producer. Yeah. You know, has that whole tips and tricks thing he did too. Yeah. And yeah, he's, he's fantastic. So anyway, um, that's, yeah, that's kind of how, how things, uh, wow. no, that's, that's started and amazing and, yeah. to hear. And then I, um, and then Mike, like six months in, this goes to show of like his vision, but also just how important it is to like, yeah, just take swings and like try right. shit with people. Like Mike was like, Hey, I have this, uh, label that's just kind of sitting and like, I want it to be a dance label, but I don't have anyone to run it. Um, it's called parametric. Okay. I was going to say, is it that parametric records? And do you want to run it? And 
you know, I'll give you shoestring budgets and you have to do everything, but like, it's yours. Like sign anything you want and it's exciting, whatever. So, um, obviously I said yes. And I was like, I don't know how I'm going to do this, but I'm going to do it. Yeah. Um, and I brought, uh, DJ Benzie, who yeah. you're probably familiar with. Of course. And yeah. Who's who to rewind a little bit in my DJ days, like Benzie signed my first record, really his label. And we always stayed close and, and yeah, Benzie's you know, the man. I got to get him on man. here. Actually, you should. We, we've had some crazy stories from the past, sure. you know, crazy DJ times been all, yeah. judging Red Bull three style events, you know, like 10 years ago in Ohio and yeah. who knows, but I still use his website to this day and it's the best. Um, yeah. he's, you know, it's insane. Like, you know, but yeah, he's, he's just, great. He's just a wealth of, so him and I worked together really well. Cause he his would work just, ethic is insane. Crazy. He would come in with like a million things to play me. <laughs> it's like, and then I would be like, okay, this nuts. this, that. Right. So anyway, um, I brought Benzie on and we started parametric and, um, we had a, a pretty short run because the pandemic cut things off. Right. I was wondering what happened. Yeah. The pandemic kind of threw a, uh, like a kind of a wrench in it, yeah. obviously. And then, um, you know, I'm sure, you know, um, APG was bought out by Atlantic and when right. that happened, it was kind of just like, okay, like this right. is done. Like it, it was, you know, right. Atlantic's like, we have other labels. We yeah. Don't. And I went over to work at Atlantic, um, and, and it was just kind of like, it was, you know, the time was, it wasn't, there was nothing to, to do really yes. on it anymore. But in the time that we did it, I mean, we, we signed, we had records from, you know, we had a Kevin Gates, like trap song and we had, uh, we did a lot of stuff with lay youth and we did Don Diablo and we did a lot of like underground you know, we, we signed a couple of Kyle Watson records that were right. like, you had some dope, just songs too. I don't even know what yeah. genre they were, but yeah. I, I would play them and they were on my playlists at home. A and- bunch of stuff where it was, it was really cool. Cause I, I wanted it to be like a cult, you know, we signed shipwreck their early stuff. Oh yeah. And, uh, and I wanted it to be like cultural. Like I wanted it to be like, obviously stream and make money and da da da. But I was like, okay, we'll get there. I want to start with like, I'm going out all the time. I'm at every festival. I want to hear right. this stuff organically without me having to push it. Yeah. And that's what ended up happening. You know, I would go to a festival or I would be out. And a lot of times, like one of our records would be like the big highlight of a big moment. So, yeah. Um, so that's that great. was really satisfying. And, and, and I learned a lot cause I did everything, absolutely everything. Right. The deal making to the, the paperwork to, um, marketing and product delivery and artwork and video. I mean, I was directing videos basically like, wow, it was insane. Um, so yeah, so, so that's, uh, and then, you know, from that started to sign more full on artists, um, and producers to publishing and, uh, and just learned a lot from there. And then, yeah, went to, went over to Atlantic almost three years ago. Wow. That's so cool. What a great story. And so now at Atlantic, I know you just did that record with Ty Dolla Sign, Motion, mm-hmm. yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Which I love. I've been playing it. It's really dope. That's, really musical. It's of the time. Yeah. It's a dope mix of Afro beats or I'm a piano and American R&B, I guess, and yeah. rap. I mean, I don't know how you describe it. but Yeah, I think it's like, yeah, it's got like a 
housey Afrobeats thing, but yeah. it's an R&B song, and it's tied. Definite and- catchy hook, like, sticks in your head forever, yeah. you know, and um, the beat is super dope. I don't know who made the music. But- That's Strive, who's an unbelievable producer. So good. He's, he's like, I love it. It, like sonically it's dope and musically and will larson will larson who who uh who did production on uh nico and vins am i wrong oh yeah huge record yeah will's like strive and will are great because like will is like a sound like he just has like the most obscure like keyboards and like these little instruments that you're like what even is that right and then strive is like amazing with drum programming and like knowing how exactly how to dial in some of these like new beats like you know he knows how to, just how to get like a, an ama piano sound or like yeah. a afro beats or like kind of music like he's just he's super on point with it so so they linked up and they did that um with jim levine writing it who's a who's a perennial favorite um yeah, you know amazing great. amazing songwriter but yeah i mean that record like i love that you connect with it because and one of the things about that as it's been building since we put it out is like I've been hearing it out. Yeah. Been hearing DJs who I have nothing to do with right. playing it. And I, again, like I think, you know, there's a lot of different ways to make a song and have a song become prominent. And there's viral hits and there's TikTok and there's all these things. But like for me, what I know and what I enjoy is like, having a record be like everywhere with DJs and like in the clubs and then you just keep hearing it. And then eventually it builds and builds and builds. Right. And and like, it's a, you know, like a slow burner. So yeah. And it's organic. It's organic. And we made that, you know, with that in mind and, and a lot of my ear always gravitates towards like, okay, if I was DJing, what would I want to hear and to have to play? So, um, so yeah, it's super cool to hear that. Yeah, no, it fit in perfectly to the sets I do at floor room or any sort of event that I can play that kind of vibe and and BPM and whatever it is, you know, just the whole thing. So it's great. And so, um, and with that record, like, were you, you know, there's obviously a bunch of people involved in it, but, um, yeah, you were kind of piecing it together the way you do A and R wise. It was pretty like straightforward, like, um, they had the demo and uh and again this and goes, who did uh, uh strive and will and jim okay and this goes to and does ty dollar sign have like his own a and r that he always works with or is he just he's like he has a a, a few people okay. uh, like he's i mean he's such an unbelievable artist that like yeah, he can he's do anything, such a it seems cool like, like open-minded guy where like he'll listen to a record from any you know wherever yeah. But, you know, my relationship with, with Craig is... Right, he's on that new Alesso record, too, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Which I also play there, and it's also cool. It's also like... Great song. 118 BPM, but it's house, but it's not... You know, it's like, almost like... I don't know how you describe it's it. It's like, like pop. Yeah, it's like a bass house. I mean, Alesso It's almost like is, dark pop that's almost house, but that's funky and cool, and it works perfectly in those rooms I play at. And Ty's so good at that kind of thing of like... I mean, he's jumped on so many great electronic yeah, his records. voice is like an instrument in a way where yeah. it, it links up with the synth so good you know and, it and just, he's i mean i've been lucky to be in a room with him yeah. while he cuts something and it's like you're like this guy you're is, like this is why he's this successful <laughs> yeah he can play keys he really? can, i mean he can do like he he records his own vocals sometimes like wow. he's just like i believe all that <laughs> crazy so um no that was like pretty straightforward but kind of speaks to what we were talking about of like 
doing sessions and setting people up and introducing people and having people just facilitating an environment that's creative and open and not necessarily like demanding anything out of it right away. Um, Strive and Will and I had all gotten close through just sessions that I had put together. Right. And none of those sessions necessarily came out with songs that got used, but because we had all, we trusted each other creatively and they knew who I was. Um, that record got sent to me and I was like, Oh, this is great. Right. Um, and I played it for Craig and Craig was like, this is great. And we were like, what, like who could do this? Okay. Let's send it to Ty. Sent it to Ty. He loved it, cut it and, uh, and did his own thing, you know, touched up what he had to touch up. And we went through a long process of mixing and, post-production and you know all, all this stuff but um but yeah that's how that's how that came together that's um, so cool and you know it's again just like it's it might not be that one thing that you do at that one time but it's more just like believing in people and and keeping them close and yeah. something down the road might right. be that thing you know yeah that's where relationships come into And even working together, like you said, and not necessarily making the hit that time, but knowing that you can work together or getting to know the people's style of the way they work or the way they produce or what they're good at. And this person's good at that and that. And and then keeping keeping an open door, too, and and listening to everything. I I mean, I I just uh, was lucky to be a part of um, a David Guetta single that he put out last week with Clementine Douglas. And that was a song that was like pitch to me was floating around we were like oh we want to do this with it we and we just knew which song is it it's called something to hold on to okay um and not sure if i've heard it yet yeah it just came out not even i think it was two weeks ago so um but check it out it's great yeah i will and great vocalist clementine douglas if you don't know her she's no i don't unbelievable um and that was like again believing in the song for a long time and like Try this, doesn't work. Try that, doesn't work. But we know this is great. And um, got the song to, to Geta, and he obviously heard it, connected with it, loved it, and uh, did his thing. Him and Morton, you know, they have the future rave thing. Yeah, for sure. So it's a future rave, and they put this, you know, unbelievable stadium-sized production on it. And, and you know, next thing you know, it's, it's a David Geta song. So it's just like another one of these things of like, it might not be this thing right here. I mean, it took months yeah. and different tries, but ultimately it was a great song and, and we kept at it. Yeah, that's so cool. What about, I know it's kind of the buzz thing right now and who knows anything, but what about AI? <laughs> like AI is, is pretty cool. I mean. Yeah, like how does that factor into any of the work that you guys are doing? Would that ever be a thing where someone sends you the demo that AI made for Ty Dolla Sign? Like well, I don't even know. Ty, Ty's got his own AI and Ty loves AI. Like Really? He's like. Like made- he has his. Thai AI of him because he loves <laughs> AI it, like, that he made like right. he's like um and then you know. what he can just tell it to do the song then he can decide if he wants to do it yeah <laughs> I don't like, even know. He, you know I think I think he's just he's just a, a creative and right and you know like like he's a guy who just wants to 
Right. He, if something is cool, he wants to get into it. Yeah. So but he's seeing like, how like realistic the voices are getting and no, how like, crazy. you know, you got Johnny Cash doing, you know, sweat drops down my balls, little John, you know, or whatever they're doing, these crazy ones. Like but, it is the best ones have been novelty <laughs> in sure, a way. For sure. You know, that's the, the greatest use of it so far has just been making people laugh. And you said it. I think it's novelty. Yeah. But and I then, wonder, will it? Become because even the ones where people are like, I love hearing Biggie rap Tupac, but it's like, okay, is anyone actually listening to that after the week that it got popular sure. on TikTok? Yeah. I don't know. I think because it can't really do anything new, right? Like, it can't, like, all it can do is an impression of like it's teaching off of stuff right. that you're feeding it. So, yeah. because of that, I think like it can't synthesize. You know, obviously everyone is inspired and stuff, but like yeah. a, an artist is is doing something new, you hope, you know? Yeah. Or at least they're not doing something that's exactly the same as whatever. Right. Whereas like right now the AI is like, you know, it it does a great like, oh, this Drake AI song sounds just like Drake. It's a banger, yeah. da, 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 right. da, whatever. But like it's doing its best impression of Drake. Yeah. Like, so... I think because of that right now, it's like, I don't think AI is going to like replace artists necessarily, but I think it's like anything. It's, it's a tool that some artists are going to figure out how to use. I think you need a person driving and making decisions, right? but it's, it's like, uh, you know, it's like a drum machine. I mean, like there's pre-programmed patterns in drum machines that are used on hit songs, but what made it that and what made it art is a person making the decision like oh i think that's dope i'm gonna combine it with this and that so like i think if you took an ai and like fed it something and then recontextualize it or like sampled an ai or whatever it's yeah it's definitely i there's definitely something to it as a tool and i think the ai production where like you type in you know um Oh, something, something right. Like make me a reggae song. And then, and then in this key, and then you have a, a, a backing track. I like that as a, um, like a door opener for young artists who might not have access to production yeah, producers true. or they might not have budgets. And I think there's artists who are like blowing up off of that where like what they're doing vocally and lyrically is cool and different. And they have AI supporting them as their mm. producer right so you know i think that that's it's definitely like interesting i'm not like scared of it i don't think it's gonna like, yeah take our jobs i think it's a it's another tool in the arsenal of uh, right. of a creative person but you always need even like mid journey you know the the image yeah, of course, thing yeah i love mid journey like yeah i used it i just made this playlist series and i used it to make the artwork cover, for yeah. it and it looked doper than what i had before you but know? you still are making decisions. I mean, you, you yes. feed it, uh, uh, you tell it to do something. It gives you off the bat four options. Right. And you're deciding which one. And is- my friend ended up helping me do it. Who is an amazing, uh, designer. He's the one that sort of drove the mid journey to make it the really dope thing. Cause right. I'm making some crappy thing. And then yeah. he knew how to work it what in a way to say where the same that- way a musician with a, uh, music AI is going to know how to freak it and flip it better exactly. than just a random person where they think, oh, anyone's going to do it. But it's like, I don't yeah. know. you know. So there's the novelty portion, yeah. which is like, you know, we talked about that. You know what that yeah. is. But I, I do think that 
there's room for it to be like a cool creative tool. Yeah. Um, I just don't, but I think people like freak out and they're like, Oh, it's, da, 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 it's, Hey, it's ruining music. And it's like, right. No. Yeah. Like, that's not, that's not a thing. It's it. You can make some really shitty stuff with it. Yeah. But that's not, it's not going to like take over or whatever. And right. In that way that people are like scared of. Right. If anything, the only thing I could see easier taking over is like you said, the, People who make like background music for TV shows and commercials. Yeah, maybe that. I guess because when you were saying, oh, you can just type in this kind of thing, they won't need some person to make that. Yeah. You know, and there are people that, that do that, I guess. But maybe that, that. That's like anything else that gets taken over by technology, yeah. you know? I think maybe that person becomes someone who's really good at working the AI rather yeah. than doing it, but, it themselves. But yeah, there's I still agree. a level of customization that you need a person for like yeah. you can only get an ai to be so precise on things but, right um but i also think that like artists like a drake like or anyone like i think grimes posted something that that was like if anyone uses my voice for I'll give ai you some of the money or, or like the, yeah like the song yeah. i'll i'll clear it and we'll right. split it and like that's smart like yeah and i think that that these you know artists are entitled to royalties because it's a the way ai works is it's learning off of stuff that's already been done right so it's like it's like sampling to yeah me it's like it's, it's like it's sampling, sampling interpolation yeah. it's like the combining those two into some insane technology yeah. that can do both in totally. a way totally yeah like beyond yeah that that's crazy um and um what about um like putting together soundtracks i know you've been part of that mm-hmm side of things as well is yeah. that different you know in a way from the other stuff we were discussing yeah a little bit i mean the the bones of it are the same but then you also have to you know accommodate the 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 movie and right the because what are some of the ones you've worked on like fast and, uh, furious. Fast and furious those are massive massive um and you know like we the the song that that i did for fast and furious was we tailor made it to the right. scene like yeah. they were like it was during the pandemic and they were on zoom like playing us clips that were wow. like all watermarked and like top secret and but so that we could get certain edits to certain you know transitions in the in the of course in the movie and like that shit is hard man like yeah well, i was just watching tough. mark bronson just posted yesterday a video of him and dua lipa redoing the song they had made for the barbie movie yeah. so it then matched perfectly with even to the point where exactly. margot robbie's hands go up in the air and like it's so really it's, cool to see that process yeah it's another it's just another layer of precision on top of already trying to make a great song it's like right. okay but it's got to fit this exact mood and it's got to do this at this time. And like, you right. know, they're, and I mean, fast and furious, they're, you know, they're driving off a mountain yeah. and it's got to feel like, da, 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 and they're in this location. And so it's got to, so there's a lot more things to consider. Um, but you know, the, the, the process is kind of at its root. It's very, it's the same. Yeah. You know, it's, it's right. the same thing. And, and, same. and we started that with like, that one we started with a really talented producer Zach Burgett, um, and he uh, he has a bunch of different projects. He's like insane drum and bass, house, whatever. This guy is like a machine, and uh, and it was just a, a bunch of tracks that he sent, and 
we picked a few and then there was one that was like, cause then it goes like, okay, that they got to temp it into the film and does it work with the scene and da da da. And it was just, um, right. it's a whole thing, you know? Wow. But, but, um, but yeah, it's really, it's a fun challenge, the soundtrack stuff, because it's like, it's, you got to really be so precise and fit the mood and right. rather than just like, is it good or not? Like, does it fit the artists and or not? And it teaches you how to like really zone in on a, on a brief and on, you know, a direction. Right. And what about like, so let's say a DJ or producer sending things and they start to make some headway on, um, you know, either getting music placed as a beat in, in a song that's being written or to get hired to do a remix. Like, yeah. how are those deals structured or like what's the most people get paid or the least people get paid or like how does everything's different right depends on where you're at you know if you're if you're brand new um and yeah if you're brand new and like someone's taking a swing on you like you're you know get a thousand dollars that's nice i mean right and you're saying for a remix for a remix yeah for a remix so like for a remix mainly it's buyout because i think sometimes people think oh that remix blew up. I'm going to get a million dollars now. But like, unless you have some sort no. of clause in there where, Oh, the remix hits 10 million plays yeah. and then you get an extra $10,000. Exactly. Basically you're getting paid a thousand bucks and that's it. And then it can be your calling card around the world right. to get booked, but you're not making any more money. Not, yeah, not necessarily. If so. you're just a starting out person or maybe starting out or even if you're, if you're not like purple out. disco machine or something, yeah. and then you're going to maybe make this song blow up more. Maybe you can negotiate. You can negotiate. Deal, it depends yeah. on where you're at, but typically cause the way a remix works is it's, um, it's the same revenue stream of the original master. You mean in streaming? Yeah. So, like, if the remix or the the original gets played, it all goes to the, the same. writers, producers, whoever owns the parts of Correct. the songs will Correct. get exactly. a piece of that. So, because of that, it's like, you know, to give away pieces like like publishing or um, points on a remix is is difficult because the the artists and the writers have to be on board because it's they're giving away. Sometimes, right. sometimes it's like us from the label trying to convince the artist, like, no, you need it. You, right. you got to do this. Well, cause like, sometimes the remix becomes the bigger one. Even that Elton John Dua Lipa. I don't totally. know. I mean, like the remix is the main well, song the at this yeah, point. Yeah. There's a few other ones like that, I think. For sure. Know? And I think it's like, you know, I think you got to, as a remixer, you got to play like the, what's my next thing game. And like you get paid. If you have something blow up like that, like you cash in on the next one. Yeah or the right. gigs or the what you know whatever right. like and you use that as your momentum with the snowball like just mm-hmm. okay make it bigger 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 and mm-hmm. keep going yeah. yeah exactly so you know that's um so worrying about if you get 1000 versus 2000 maybe sometimes sounds good in the moment but maybe yeah, yeah. futile and pointless and sometimes there's opportunities like i mean look if you're a dj like you know if you're if if a remix stands to get you to from 10k a gig to 20k a gig That's like huge yeah who cares like if you take five uh, whatever so so i think um and and a lot of like the you know a lot of dj i mean everyone's different but there's a lot of really smart people who i've worked with who've done stuff because they like it or because they understand what it can do for the bigger picture and yeah. it's like you might think oh it's going to be so much money and and they do it for you know 
still a, a good fair fee, but um, knowing that it's a big, bigger picture and, you know, yeah. I mean, I like I've had people have their biggest release with a remix that we've done together or be nominated for a Grammy or whatever. Um, right. And then the other side of it is like a remix can really help a song and a remixer deserves, you know, a fair fee and sometimes bonus structures or points in publishing. And if, if there's a relationship or, you know, goodwill between if an artist is a fan of a remixer, yeah, it makes the conversation a little bit easier of like, Hey, maybe some points, maybe some publishing, all that right. kind of stuff. But, um, so that's how that works. And similar with, you know, um, with being a producer and getting beats placed and it's like, Right, like how do you figure out how much percentage you get yeah. within that situation? I mean, there's, there's standards. There's typical things of like producer royalties and like three points is like the starter. Um, and, you know, publishing usually splits somewhat evenly between everyone that was like involved originally. And then right. as people come in later in the process, maybe they get like a lower piece or like if someone did less and i think publishing is usually like of course there's always back and forth about stuff but it's usually like everyone kind of knows yeah um and it's, who's at at the end of the day deciding that Lawyers it has to be a mutual no right. no Everybody. the writers the, right. the people who who did it are really the ones who make the decision um and it's just like you got to play nice and you got yeah. you got to be a team you know you right. got you got to like cuz one person can jam the whole thing up yeah i'm sure and i just i think it's like it's better to just put get shit out there than like I think people get really hung up on like, oh like what is my deal gonna look like and da da da, da. And like of course get a lawyer, don't sign something crazy like cover yourself protect yourself, but also like you know if you gotta make a compromise to get a big opportunity like yeah this is, you know, you got to do it. Like yeah. it's competitive. Like someone else could be out there. Someone else is definitely out there 100%. trying to take your spot. Yes. So, you know, put some distance between you and them by get this and get that. And then like five cuts later, you have someone like me, an A&R being like, oh shit, we got to, you know, we got to get Johnny 20 grand because he did X, Y, Z. Right. And that's how the powers that be who ultimately make the decisions write the checks that's how they they make a lot of these decisions yeah. so yeah now that's that's super interesting it's cool to you know peel back the curtain and kind of hear that side of things yeah. and i think for other people listening that are trying to get into that world you totally. know what i mean but but feel a bit lost like well what do i do you yeah. know or i make music but where I think do i it's go like, from here also like you know there's a time and a place to worry about those things like yes send the music go crazy da 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 like it's not the like 99% of people, they're not going to put out your song without, you know, clearing it. Like, right. People get so worried or they yeah. listen to so much internet advice yeah. and that, that it, it almost makes them stagnant. Yeah. I've never had an experience in my direct, you know, career, my direct experience right. where like, we've been like, oh yeah, like we're going to steal this thing and we're going right. to, and we're going to do this every day. Yeah. Your life. <laughs> With, so. Yeah. Like I've never like, like we have a whole freaking department of lawyers who are like yelling at us, like make sure we don't get sued. Right. And it's like, we're not in the, you know, we're not in the business of stealing 
right. little what guy's idea. Right, good like, end game What's the of point that? of yeah. that? Yeah, like, for yeah, sure. exactly. So, you know, I think now there are times when things are inspired by other things or yeah. some, one person samples something and then someone else is like, oh, I could do that sample but better. And like, just because you sample something, like you don't, you don't own it. So yeah. I think maybe people get salty about that sometimes. But in terms of like, if you send me a beat or you send me a song and like it gets used, like I'm going to make sure you get taken care of. And every A&R that I know and every manager and every whatever that I know is in that same boat because yeah. it's just not, maybe there was a thing of the old business where oh steal people's beats or da, 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 but like that doesn't happen anymore. Right. To it's, my knowledge. It's relationships and who would want yeah. to have that? Who wants you know? that? And you it's going to get that. around at the end of the yeah. day. It's a, it's a big, world but it's a small business and small community but having said that like once you get to that stage like you you need a good lawyer yeah you need someone who can or someone who has experience with these type of contracts right. just to look at it and make sure there's nothing crazy you know and and like yeah you need someone who can who can say to you like hey like this is what you're signing this is what it means yeah and by the way that person could say to you like this isn't the best deal, but like, how do you feel about this? And you might just be like, dude, I just want to work. Dude, I don't and care. Go forward. Like, this is the yeah. first thing I'm going to do out of a million. Exactly. So let's just go forward instead of holding it up and then nothing will ever happen. Totally. <laughs> Maybe sitting on this. I've done song so much forever. shit that I've never gotten paid or credited or anything for. And it's like, you know, I'm like on the other, I'm, I'm on the other end where I'm starting. I like have to, you know, remind myself of like to make sure you get you get the thing for this because like yeah. to me I'm always looking at the next one and but that is the way you move forward. If you're so concerned about like that beat you did in 2018 and da da da, da like you know yeah. Anyway, exactly. Do you have any like dream uh, collabs or projects that you want to work on or, um, or yeah, of course. I mean, I, I I'm. I'm really lucky with some of the people I get to work with. Like yeah. I get to work with Tiesto and he's just like, that's Tiesto. Like, yeah, it's, he's, you know, we, right. what he's can the, you say he's about the, he's that? He's the king. He's the Especially king. Especially me growing up, you know, electronic music fan, Miami. Yeah. Miami. Like, oh, like, yeah. When Tiesto is in front of you and you're like, you're Tiesto. And it's like, right. he's the most awesome guy ever. He's like, so cool. So nice. Um, so that's cool. And he's always kind of, going with the trends and putting music out he's like, what's new what's next yeah like, he's such a like i just heard his DJ's new, DJ. new songs you know yeah and yeah they always sound different he evolves you know? he yeah. evolves and he and he gives the young guys a shot and and right um he's really really smart and and open with with that part of him but yeah but i mean obviously okay so that's like yes people i get to work with that are great um I mean, I love a lot of like, I love like classics, um, you know, yeah. like I love, like if, if I was, you know, if this was 20, 30 years ago, I would be like, Oh, like Quincy Jones. Like, right. I love Quincy. Like yeah. I love Nile Legend. Rogers. I, oh, he's yeah. still active. I, yeah. would I would love to I get mean, something with him. SG Lewis, I think just had a song SG with did him. something with really him. Good. Yeah. Um, SG Lewis is, is amazing. Oh, so Big good. Him. Love. Um, yeah, but like Niall would be really, really cool. People that I could learn 
learn something like yeah. learn a lot from i feel like um i'd love to like maybe not work with but just get some experience with like herb alpert oh yeah it's just like a&m records like i didn't really know how significant he was until i just watched this documentary on him and i'm like this guy oh i gotta watch that i know a little bit about him but same a&m was first of all he like broke quincy in a way i mean quincy was doing his thing but a&m which was herb alpert's label put out all the big quincy albums you know the the soul makosa or, or no the you know the James the, the James Bond, the Austin Powers one? Oh, yeah. Do, 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 right. Do, yeah. yeah. Um, when he was in the jazz, Bossa Nova. Exactly, kind of yeah. And I think Herb Alpert has like a bar here in Bel Air or something, right? Or there's Probably. Some, there's some place that well, you he, can go. I'll I didn't know this, after. but Herb Alpert wrote, um, his, uh, it slips my mind, but like one of these huge, iconic, like, you know, 50s, like early rock and roll, like in the era of like Twist and Shout, like one of those big songs. And he wrote it with uh, Lou Adler. Oh, wow. And like they were best friends. They're best friends like since forever. And crazy. Obviously, Lou Adler, the Roxy and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But anyway, so those things. Um, yeah. On the modern side, like I'm a big fan of uh, of her. That would be really yeah, cool. She's great. She's great. Um Love Skrillex, um, oh, yeah. and you know what? What those guys do is is so forward thinking. Hell yeah! Um, I love. I mean, as a fan, I love like Little Baby, Future, all that. Like once in a while, I try to get beats over to them. You know, I think it's less of my world of full collaboration, right? But, but it's still they do such dope. Music I love what they and do. Very consistent. And consistent. I know my kid's 10 now, and he's like, can I go to the Drake concert? Can I go to the Lil Uzi Vert yeah. and Lil Baby? I'm like, I think so. I'm like, I'm the DJ so. dad, but I'm like, am I crazy for bringing him? Uh, Drake is <laughs> another young. one, too. I think Drake is like, I'm such a fan. Yeah. Just his, his whole, like, you know, his versatility and his attention to detail and quality. Like, that's that would be a dream collab or yeah. whatever. Um that's dope. Yeah, man. I don't know. There's, there's, there's a lot. You know, there's a lot a of good stuff. list. <laughs> um, it could could go on for forever. I mean, uh, but but you know, I just try to listen to as much new, different stuff. And yeah. Get inspired, and whether it's like, you know, the most obscure fucking techno thing. Right. Um, there's this guy Dennis Sulta who's like amazing. Who. He's got a boiler room popping off and oh really? Um I've just been like, Oh, this is like you know, like you know how you do like on the DJ tip, like, oh I gotta what's that one? Let me, yeah. Let me put that in my in my set and <laughs> and then sure. yeah, and then obviously like the biggest, you know the biggest stuff and uh you know what I love is um that uh Dispacio thing. Do you know about that? Uh, it's like it's like uh James Murphy and oh, soul yeah. wax and soul wax yeah too many djs and they built that special system like Insane. the sound system from crazy it's their own one of a kind thing and then they tour it around with those trucks and they had it at uh, coachella, coachella and it's like in a tent and you walk in and you're like i'm in the best right. i'm in studio 54 right and now. it's the best sound and it's all in a circle and they're playing off disco ball crazy right. vinyl with the mixer with and everything is just, and everything's off vinyl like the most impeccable so quality oh, and like amazing and it's like they but what i love about that is like they built a world yeah and it's so knows what it is yes it's not wishy-washy it's not like oh it's this it's that it's just like 
You're just no, in you're going to get they're doing what they want, you know. And they're I mean obviously as DJs, you know, James Murphy from his DJ thing, but too many DJs soul wax like unbelievable. They're unreal. Yeah. yeah. So I think like probably two or three separate times while I was in that tent in Coachella, I was like this is the best piece of music I've ever heard in my life. Like, right. w- like what is this? You it's can't funny because they'll it. play some really weird stuff. I listen to their mixes, and then if I try to download and play it, it doesn't always exactly have the same no, no. Uh, feeling. Context but when they're playing important. it, I'm yeah. like, what is this? You know, like Crazy. losing my mind, and then like, I try to find is, it. Yeah, like, this is unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, those, yeah, are, that's those are a few things. Dream collabs, things I'm inspired by. Amazing. You know. Um, yeah. And speaking of the Despacio, I mean, I was, you know, like I said in the beginning, like you – you go to a lot of really cool events. I see you're, you know, from just knowing you for a while and, and then seeing you online. I know you're at so many cool festivals and clubs and all types of events. Like that one thing you just described sounds amazing. Are What are some of the other best stage shows you've seen, like from a DJ perspective? You know, like I know they have that guy. Who, who are the people that do that guy hanging upside down, like Tale of Us? Or Tale something? of Us. Yes, and it's like amazing. the big screen. The huge and, screen. I mean, the visuals yeah. look like you're like, am I looking at CGI or is this really it's a crazy. crowd looking at this no, screen? Like, like, and and uh, Mateo, who's Anima, is like he's such a visionary. Like he he just like wanted to do that and like went through every single. How do they make it so big everywhere they go? I they mean, just have a certain thing that they're like, this is. This is what we need. This is what we need to, to do, do this show. show. To, this is what we and, need, and and that's and I love that about Mateo because he's so committed to like the you know the vision he has that right. it's like I'm only going to do it if it's like this. So yeah. yeah, those guys have an incredible show. Um, you know, I can't, I can't, uh, I can never discount just like a great DJ set. Yeah, like, of course. You know, those have been some of the greatest energy. Where, like yeah. I mean, like it's. As much as it's like he's my guy, whatever, but like when Armand plays, it's just so like yep. every second is right, every record is right, um, and it's happy and, you know, upbeat and fun. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I And certain festivals, like I love EDC. EDC is just like so, right. like what they do there and the way they transform the whole, uh, that whole speedway is just like, incredible and like right. I, everything from like uh you know jaws brought out snoop dogg one year and i was there and i was just like this is amazing and like <laughs> this, is, this is so much fun and like and then or you know like um my guy's side piece uh yeah i love their stuff man. they're the best yeah and they're such so good producers and they they just did the main stage and it was just like it's insane like oh my god like what am i even looking at like, right you know and um and the but the crowd is so, I think it's everything. It's the crowd, it's yeah. the environment, and it's the music and the energy of the DJ. But, yeah, I love EDC. Um, what else? Um, I love a lot of these Insomniac things. I mean, they do such a great job. The, the Yeah, every the year all trip, this stuff. I just trip. watched something with, like, they showed the Tomorrowland stage from the beginning to today, and it was, like, so Insane. crazy. That's one I need to go what to. I've never been either. I need just to go seeing there, what it's been yeah. built into is, like, oh, my it's God. The, the production is just yeah. insane. I mean, some of these people, I've been seeing certain DJs where, like you said, some people, I don't even care what the visuals are. Their DJ set is so good. And yeah. some stuff's almost the opposite, like, 
the visual was so dope. And then I don't even know what I listened to. Like, I'm not saying it's bad, but it was you just like a middle ground. It was almost like a score of a movie. It was yeah. just like, wow, wow, wow. The, then, the way that, that, that the tale of us guys do it, I really like because it's like, they, it's so synchronized. Yes. It's like, so like the, you know, when the knocking is like of the, of the robot on the, the fourth wall is synchronized with the track. And it's just like, well, right. that was that yeah. was like, whether you're sober or not, uh, it's probably yeah. insane to watch. Yeah. So yeah, stuff like that. And then I don't know anything, you know, like anything on a beach, like, yes. uh, <laughs> it's funny. It's like, Oh, what, you know, when someone's like, Oh, what's your, Oh, you like music? What's your favorite song? And you're like, uh, I don't know. So, <laughs> Oh yeah. It's so hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's yeah. like me even with having like a family and a kid, you know, I'll be like, He's like, what should we listen to? And I'm like, damn, why is it more pressure to put on music for my wife and kid in the car than to go DJ DJ. like a 2,000-person club? So true. (laughs) I'm like, well, I don't know. What do you guys want to hear? Yeah. (laughs) Or what's your favorite song? All of his friends, like we were in Europe and all these like soccer kids, like, what's your favorite song? I'm like, Like, I I like so much music at this point, guys. I mean, I got a few, but. (laughs) I love the addition here. Love oh, I love it. Addition. Me too. Yeah. I played before pandemic. I need to get back in there. Yeah, you know, I've been definitely. doing floor room so much, but I got a, yeah. Zen Freeman. Zen's the best. So dope. Love he him. always curates a great he knows exact, lineup. Exactly. And it's like, yep. that's another one where you walk in and like, you're Such just like, cool Oh, vibe. I'm in. Yeah. Like I'm in another world. I'm in another time, <laughs> another time. Yeah. And the sound is great and the feeling and, and then totally depending on who's DJing, it really totally makes it a better experience, you know, because I've heard every genre in there and it's yeah. all fun. It's always fun. Um, and I love a lot of these, like, like these big warehouses in Amsterdam and, you know, yeah, I, I was over there for, uh, ADE, which is one of my favorite things. And like, I still need to go. Oh, you gotta go. Yeah. So much fun. And like Michael, and it's more for like what, like, um, electronic, yeah, dance and it's all kind of dance music, right? Yeah, okay. But it is dance. It's very dance music. It's not really any pop. It's not right. really any um, rap. It's yeah, all dance music. But it's you know, but it's in like Amsterdam trance shit, or it's really cool house shit, or it's trap, or it's whatever. So, yeah, so I'm sure there's in, so many external amazing events so you get to go to. Yeah, and listen incredible. to DJs. Like, they have you know they there's a crane, literally a crane with like a hundred and fifty person room in the top, and they. Do a party in the crane. Wow. It's crazy, you know. <laughs> um, scary and cool. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, any, like, I mean, yeah, it's just any any of these things. Yeah. Are like, no, those are great. Yeah. So cool. It's Amazing. Good, time, good times. What, um, so, I mean, I guess, you know, we can get out of here pretty soon. But Yeah, uh, man. I mean, any anything else? Um, I mean, you know, you know is, no. We, awesome. we covered a lot of cool stuff, I think. You know, I could go on forever, honestly, but so, I... I some of the things I'd written down, honestly, you just uh, sort of talked about them naturally. And I, and I mean, so interesting to hear your process. And also, I know you've been, I saw you just DJed at the edition yeah, yourself. So there. you're still DJing. Still DJing. Still doing your thing. And I think it's like, you know, as an A&R, even Craig, like back you know, when yeah. he was doing his thing, right. um, he kept DJing way after he needed to, because right. the testing a song on a crowd is like, yeah. there's like, you can't, you know, I don't know. You, 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 you can't substitute for that. Right. So for me, I'm like, yeah, I like to DJ. I like to go out. I like to do the thing and whatever, all the, the reasons, but it's also like, 
it keeps you sharp, you know, and, yes. and it keeps you knowing your instincts. So like, I'm, I want to, you know, I think there's like a kind of a trifecta of like studio DJ executive, and they all serve each other. And, and, uh, and I encourage people to, who are doing one to try the other and, and, you know, just like be open to like, you know, other people coming in and doing that. And, yeah. and I think there's a, sometimes a tendency to put people in boxes and yes, there is. I really am like, I'm trying to, I break out of that box myself whenever I can, Yeah, but also like for, you know, for other people. And it's probably a lot of DJs who listen to your podcast and it's like, do your thing, like get in the studio, makes, make tracks, like collaborate. If someone is, you know, talking back to Quincy, he was, he would say like, yeah, we get the best person to do the role. The best keyboard player plays the keys, the best mix engineer. Yes. Blah, blah, blah. So it's like, don't be afraid to collaborate. And, but at the same time, bring your perspective to everything. And, and, um, and, you know, like I said, make tracks, realize when you're putting you're connecting dots like how how plays can be made like look into publishing you know learn about how songs are put together you know i mean they make it so easy now spotify credits who wrote right. it they have a whole page it tells you who their publisher is like yeah it's it's the only so, thing would be better is if i could just click the booklet or something and like flip through i hate that i have to always go to the next song push the three dots hit credits look i i wish i still miss like being able to thumb through a oh, booklet like, or oh, yeah, yeah. i Physical. wish there was an easy like you could click on the 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 image of the thing and then it would open and you could flip through and just That's look at the idea, credits yeah. right because i would it's so tedious that by the middle of the album i stop looking at who made the beats unless i hear it and i go i gotta know yeah because i'm like oh three button okay but like if i could cool just if it was like yeah like the artwork yeah like i could see the artwork i always picture like click it, it and it just flips over and it shows you like the credits and then you could flip through spotify pay spotify attention. come on you listen or one of you guys somebody title, apple come beat on. source beat source <laughs> Source, come on! <laughs> because BeatSource is going to be the people that really want to know, For you sure. know, more than For even sure. the people at home. Yeah. But that used to be one of my favorite things about buying music. You know, when I would buy, I mean, I'm very old, so I'd buy a cassette tape, I would yeah. buy a CD, and always I would open, I, I would put it on, and on the first song, I would open it up, and I would start reading. Okay, oh, that's who produced it, oh, that's who wrote it, oh, I don't know those names, but then I would recognize it on the next yeah. time, or who's or that person? Them up, and they had the lyrics, yeah. and the whole, no, or that's totally. the rapper's real name, oh, that's crazy, I didn't know that. So it was like, that was always the most fun, and that's what got taken away. That's why I was happy they added credits, because it I, wasn't even too long ago. No, it. and that was big when they right. It was it was, but it's still a bit hard to get to. It's not as easy to. It's not so accessible, through. but it's there. But it's there. I always look at and it, I, and I think if you're if you're interested, like you gotta look and you gotta yeah. see who did what and Google them and see what they're right. You know, and there's this whole world, and it's like we didn't really get into publishing and all that, but like a lot yeah. of what I do is like you know spending time with publishers and like who's your new songwriter like play me stuff like da, 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 and, and right just understanding and that. that's when publishers will sign make a deal with someone and sign them to their publishing company and they're actively trying to pitch the person's music Correct. exactly either songwriting or pre-done yeah. songs or whatever it is so then the, the artist gets a piece but the publisher gets a piece as well and then exactly. whoever they're working with the label or you the a and r get usually labels don't participate in publishing 
Right. Labels right. only participate in, in master. So, right. I, but anyway, all that to say, like, just super important to like, sometimes these things, even to me, when I was starting off, I was like, nah, nerd shit. I don't care. It's going to make me, <laughs> it's going to get in my head in the wrong way. But like you, you learn about this stuff and then, and it, what it does is it opens up lanes where you're like, oh, so if I, if Johnny gives me a beat and then I take it to, you know, the, the studio session over here and I play it and the artist wants it now, all of a sudden I'm in this, I'm right. Kind of like a producer or, yeah. right, you know, like you, you're in the, you're somewhere in the deal you're doing providing something. value yeah. and you're doing something. And that's something that I think, you know, DJs like DJ Esco for future, like he picks beats and has access to future. That's what he does. And that is like, right. Just as if not more valuable than being able to program the hi-hats yeah. or whatever. So totally anyway. Yeah, no, no. And he's with future in moments that people, no one else is, you know, Correct. and going on tour with them and, yeah. um, you know, performing with them at probably Dre's or wherever they, which play. is super important. But then it's like, I think something that, you know, again, that, that I just want to like drive home for your audience is like, then having the other side of it. Cause I know a lot of DJs who are like with this artist or that artist or this, or the, you know, they're in the situations, yeah. but they might not have, you know, thought to, or, or put in the legwork of having the other side of it of like, Hey, here's a folder of beats I have from kids that I can clear that, you know, yeah, that I'm the guy for these, you know? Right. It doesn't always, cause a lot of people are like, well, I don't know how to produce or like, I wish I would have gotten production. It's like, but I'm sure you, don't you have know to. 20 people yeah, that do, or even sure. two people that do, you know, exactly. have them send your stuff and then you could have it. And as a DJ, you're always thinking this could go with this and this would be yeah, cool with this. And you're yeah. making the mashups. You can create that situation in real life. So yeah, just, just, just wanting to emphasize that like A&R and DJing tons of overlap in yeah. the skill set and like wanting to encourage you know more DJs to to do shit like that yeah you know? and if and if they find hot beats send them to me yeah send <laughs> it to Bailey Small baby <laughs> maybe maybe not DM but uh don't DM it email it <laughs> if you email it to me I will listen to okay, it okay that's good to know I yes. felt like email's been dying a little lately but I've been getting more DMs than anything really everyone wants that's to go why over it's you know? tough because DM and then it's like you know, but then you but, lose track. I can't yeah. find it in my. I forget even you the person's may, name in my Instagram. I lose track of someone, phone. and they probably think I'm dissing them, but I don't remember their name, or I can't find them exactly. in my messages. If you email me, I'm gonna see it when I'm in a zone. Of yeah. Like the only time I'm checking my email is like I'm in front of speakers. I'm at my laptop. I'm That's doing so the job. Yeah, yeah. It's work time. Right. You DM me. I'm like, I might be out. Like, yo, yeah. You're like, I'll check this later. Okay, I'm at Tale of Us. Yeah, exactly. So, right. That's cool. By the time this comes out, yeah, I guess the Tale of Us or the Anima album will be out. Which I'm a co-writer on the single "Save Me." Amazing. So that is very exciting. Oh, I didn't even realize that. That'll bringing it up. That'll be Friday. So cool. Oh yeah, this will probably come out next week. So. Love it. This, as you're listening to this, it is out. So check go check out. it out. Amazing. Um, okay, I can't yeah. wait. So so anyway, just just like uh, just like I said, man, like get out there, connect with people, listen to shit. Like yeah, make, make the decisions as DJs. We're decision makers, really. Right. Like, right. 
That's right, and, and feel good about to. those decisions. You know, yeah. be in your conviction and trust yourself. And for sure, is there any other things you want to leave? I mean, that's a lot of great things, but uh, yeah, any other um, things we missed or stuff you want to leave with the audience? I don't know. No, I think okay. I think that's that's yeah, a that was lot perfect, of it, man. Like, yeah. that, it's just just good to be here and and totally. Uh, yeah, thanks for taking the time. Yeah, really appreciate it. I mean, I learned a lot, and I try to. You know, I try to facilitate for my audience, you know, totally. things that I think they would want to yeah. know and yeah. people listening from all over the world that are super experienced and just starting out, you know. So yeah, I think it's cool for them to hear this side of things. And So AI like, doesn't replace us, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, my God. No, you don't want AI to replace A&R. <laughs> A-I-N-R? Yo, that's crazy. A-I-N-R. <laughs> I'm sure someone's uh, developed that application. Right here, right here. Cut <laughs> yeah. this part. We, we, need, we need to patent this. Yeah, it's exactly. Out. A-I-N-R. It's oh coming out. Oh, my God. I'm sure that exists. Dropping with BeatSource. <laughs> yeah. ASAP. <laughs> Yeah, we we it studies the beat source, uh, you know, like I mean, yeah, charts. research is another. We didn't even we could get into that. That's yeah. another huge thing now of like, you know, mentioning. Right. There's different types of ANRs. There's ANRs who are just like watching shit that's already out and seeing yeah. like what's independent that's out that's bubbling and then getting on it and and. And getting a deal done. Is there quickly. any like teams of A and R's where it's like the yeah. Avengers, where it's like you you're good at that, you're good at that. Hundred percent. Okay. That's how the that's how you know a lot of stuff gets our de- made. At least I know our department, and that's you know right certain per. And that's know. why there's senior ones and ones that have ones under them that are learning, yep. and they give them different coordinators tasks. and different tasks and different you know research team and like you know when when. Uh, 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 an idea comes through and and it needs to be like workshopped up in the studio it gets kicked to me a lot because i'm here and i've sort of carved that out when um you know when there's something bubbling up and we need to do due diligence on it like i'll kick that over to like our research guys who just are whizzes with like they can ah, tell you it. they're like yeah this is gonna make in three years it'll make about this much money based on wow. projections you know oh my god and i mean things change but like they're usually in the ballpark that's so, crazy crazy that's yeah. nuts anyway so much data collection and a you lot know. out there but there's so much out there that it's like the most important thing is finding the thing that you right can do and just stick with it and like don't be ignorant of other shit but don't get caught up because like again yes. like you said people oh i wish i got into production well you didn't but you're a great dj yeah and you know a ton of people so go figure it out with what you got you know right yeah yeah no, that's that's amazing. All right, yo, thank you for coming through. Thank you for having me, brother. And I uh, will see you. Uh, see you at floor room. See you at right? floor room this Friday. I'll see you there. You I'll, I'll play your song. Right? Yeah, play, play the, the tale song. of us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! No, yeah. I think if you played it there, they would kick you off the deck. It's, uh, it's a little too fucking ravey. I'll but. bring a TV screen, put it up behind oh, me sideways. <laughs> <laughs> with the guy hanging above me. Yo. Don't send that to uh, Tale of Me. Yeah. Tale of me. <laughs> Just tale of me. And you're fired. No. <laughs> Might work. Oh, no, I, I definitely want to hear it though. And I'll play uh, it for you, I yeah. could play it Sunday in Jersey is where I could play it. <laughs> that though they're gonna yeah. freak out. I definitely have three completely different gigs this weekend. So from Hollywood to Austin to Jersey to New York, I'm sure I'll be able to drop it somewhere well, in there. There's a lot of variety in there. Yes, yeah. I'm hitting all all angles of the United States. But see, States. isn't that great that like and again, man, it's like you're thinking about how music relates to an audience. And yeah. that to me is such an important yes. skill of an A and R of like, okay, like in this city, the in this crowd, they're gonna want yeah. that. 
And oh yeah, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. be in Hollywood Friday with a specific kind of crowd yep. that's gonna want a specific kind of things. Where the people I'm working for also want it to be a specific kind of oh, vibe, yeah. and I have to be very exact on what I'm doing there. You know, and trust myself and every decision I make. I have to stick by it. And if they come over and go, "What the hell? This you sucks." Stand, you know, you literally stand yeah. behind. Yes, it as a yeah. DJ. Like, you're like. <laughs> Totally, yeah. yeah, and then yeah, and then the next night, totally different. Austin, Texas, and then Jersey, and yeah, exactly. You have to constantly I, yeah. adjust, and that's what an open format DJ, in a way, is is good at doing, and totally. why it plays into you yeah, know, not. and just a DJ as a whole, you know, and people that love music. I think that's a paying attention to people and your reading rooms, yeah, and reactions, that and- psychology thing where you're saying if you take yourself out of it. It's hard to come back even after the pandemic when they're like, play all new hip hop. And I'm like, oh, how do I do that? Yeah. Uh, I gotta, okay, I'm getting back. And then now I'm more comfortable in it. But when I had to go back to Vegas at first and play all new hip hop, and I'm so much older than everybody, I'm like, all right, I gotta figure this out, you know, and you gotta then sharpen that. You get that back skill. in the zone yeah. and learn what's that they want to hear Pound Town or whatever is happening. I don't even know what that is. I love <laughs> Ski that. Ski-yee, like all these weird songs. Ski-yee. <laughs> I think that's how we'll sign off. Ski-yee. Ski-yee. All right, yo. Thank we'll, you, brother. Uh, thank you. Appreciate you, man. All right. Peace. Yeah. All right. Thank you to Bailey Small for coming in and taking the time to share all that info with us. That was so amazing. I learned so much. Great dude. And uh, hopefully you guys learned a lot too. Thank you guys, the Beat Sourcers, for tuning in. Um, the 20 Podcast is produced by Beat Source. Join us next week for more interviews as we discuss music that matters to DJs. I'm DJ Spider signing off. Peace. And that was The 20 with DJ Spider.